Well, bless y'all for being out on a snowy night. How could you miss this? How could you miss the presence of the Lord? How good it is when brethren dwell together in unity. And you know, right now as we pray, we are in unity. We are all in agreement that the Lord is here, that the Lord can heal. How good and pleasant it is. And Lord, we just ask for a safe trip home. But Lord, let us receive tonight. We believe that we are receiving. Okay, starting a new series tonight. Very excited about it. Um, as I started studying again today on this, it just started. It's, I, I believe it is a divine moment. Um, I'm driving down the road today, and uh, literally I was listening to my one-year Bible. I've got it on audio and was listening to it and was having to press pause and speak into this app that would record my voice because, you know, the, the Lord is, I don't, I don't know what's going on with you, but I can tell you with me, and I believe with you, if you will, if you will seek a little bit, the Lord is speaking. He's speaking. He's speaking every time I go looking for him, and that was a promise that I have, that if I will look for him, I'll find him. That when I need an answer, he'll give it. Um, but I believe the Lord is speaking. And what we're going into is, Cindy, as you had encouraged me a few weeks ago, um, we are to have victory over our enemies. And hopefully over the next probably month or so, you're going to get to see that there are enemies. Um, this, one of the topics that I'm preaching on on greater, one of them that will be coming later in the, in the next few weeks, is he's greater than the enemy. And what we're going to be looking, and I don't even know that I'm hardly even going to touch it tonight, but don't miss this. Don't miss this. Um, and it's going to be coming straight from the Word. But you've got enemies. And unfortunately, some Christians, and I've probably done this. I don't want to say I've probably done it. I have done it. Sometimes thinks we're, um, what would be the word, um, untouchable. Those things that other people are going through, that, that's what they go through. I'm not battling anything. I, there's an enemy there. No, I must be missing it. Let me just get to praising and worshiping a little bit more. And, and I believe the Lord is saying, yeah, praise and worship me. Yeah, have a good attitude. Yeah, come after me with everything you got. But I want to tell you, there are enemies. There are enemies that we face. And I'm going to show you over the next few weeks, those enemies aren't going away without us acting. We have to act. You know, the children of Israel were promised the promised land. And there were enemies in the promised land. And those enemies didn't leave. In fact, they were promised the promised land, but they didn't go take the promised land yet because there were enemies there. And until the children of, children of Israel went and drove them out, those enemies stayed. We can pray and we can pray and we can pray, but there comes a time where the praying needs to stop and we need to go get some stones and get our slingshot and go throw some stones. We have to defeat the enemy. The enemy is defeated we have the power. There is nothing. Let's, let's put the word enemy. It has to go over here. The God of peace has put Satan under our feet. 
So, the emphasis on this series centers on the things that God expects us to do ourselves. Not on what things, on what things God desires to do for us. This is based on, this series is going to be based on what God wants us to do, not based on what we want God to do for us. If I can encourage you, God has done it. It's done. He doesn't, Jesus does not have to go back to the cross. The price has been paid. He has spoken it. It is in his word, thus it is done right throughout scripture the Lord has always expected his people to participate in their own deliverance by driving out their enemies out of the land that he had given them and the Old Testament is full of accounts of the Lord sending his people to battle against their enemy and the victories that the Lord provided as they fought in his name Now, again, as I'm driving down the road today, I I stumbled across an Old Testament scripture where it talked about the Lord saying, I don't want you to go fight. This is a fight I don't want you to go and take. If you do, you're going to be slaughtered. What he's saying is, is if you do go without me, you will lose. But if you will wait, we will go together at the right time, at God's appointed time, and we will win. But when we try to go without him, we lose. We must never go to battle without the Lord. Was it, uh, was it Joash or Jehoshaphat? Maybe it's Jehoshaphat. That he and another king were kind of teaming up and there was a battle going on. There was, there was people coming against him and this other king said, yeah, we need to go take him. It's good. Uh, we need to go take him. And finally, Jehoshaphat said, is there any man of God around that we could go ask? Okay, I'm with you, king. Our people, I believe we can take him. But can we, can we go find a man of God? Jehoshaphat knew not to go to battle without the Lord. So, number one, we got enemies that we are called to go and drive out. But we are called to go and drive them out with God. Okay, we're not some renegade going out here and doing our own thing. No, don't do that. You will lose. All right. We've got to drive them out. Many times we wait for God to do something about our enemies while he is waiting for us to do something about them. We've got to drive them out in his name. And one reason that we don't properly attack our enemies is the tendency to see the source of our problem as flesh and blood. We often believe that our enemies are criminals, um, drug addicts, um, our boss, our spouse. But the truth is, Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 says that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Now, hang on. Those of us, those of you that sometimes want to think we are immune from any problems ever happening, this is New Testament Scripture saying we have a battle in front of us. 
And this battle is a spiritual battle. Another hindrance to us winning this war is that even when we do identify our enemy as spiritual, we tend to externalize the war. For example, we try to use spiritual warfare to rid the earth of, and the heavenlies of principalities, believing that this is the way to bring the kingdom of God, to bring the kingdom of God. But, but Jesus said in Luke chapter 17, verse 20, he said, Now when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God does not come with, obser- does not come with observation, nor will they say, See here or see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. This, this scripture is key. Before we can ever defeat, before we can ever drive out the enemies of God out of this nation, before we can ever intercede, before we can ever get together and believe for, for these principalities and forces that are coming against our nation, we've got to battle the principalities and forces that are in us. That's how we drive them out of our nation. Now, maybe you'd say, well, wait a minute, I don't have these principalities. Okay, well, good. I'm glad you said that. Because over the next few weeks, we're going to see that these things are not, it's not like you've got a giant standing up in your front yard that you drive up and you see, "Uh uh-oh, that person needs to go. And your dog is barking at the door, identifying that, that person. No, these things are spiritual forces that are trying to take you down as a family, trying to take you down as a husband, trying to take you down as a wife, trying to take you out. I'm going to show that to you. Every time that we see a strife in the family of God, it can usually be traced to someone has lost the true focus of this war. Somehow the enemy has convinced them that their problems have their root in someone else. And invariably, some brother or sister becomes obsessed with the problems of others that others have and lose sight of the fact that it is within them. So many times, even in the church, we get so condemning, we get so confrontational, um, we feel like that we see what other people are doing wrong and we go and confront that rather than taking a look at our own heart. Amen? We want to easily blame the world, but it's the, it's the church. The church does that. We do that. I do that. I'm telling you, it's easy to get going and feel, start, start to feel kind of good, and you stop identifying your own problems, and you start identifying other people's problems. It's easy, and we all do it. Let me say, my wife is not my problem. This congregation is not my problem. The president is not my problem. This economy is not my problem. My deacons are not my problem. Now, this is just me, but you point it back to you. The things that you feel like is holding you down is not your problem. You know, when, when God wants to exalt you, it doesn't matter who's trying to hold you down. 
with God behind you, with you, who, who cares who's, what, what forces are trying to hold you back? They can't. They can't. God tells me if I follow him correctly, I'm just having all kinds of microphone problems tonight. If I follow him the right way, he will shut the foolish mouths. I was talking with somebody today, talking about a dad that spoke negatively over a young child. Didn't really mean anything, I guess. But it just affected that child so much that the child couldn't hardly get over it. It is amazing. I want you to know God is greater than the words that have been spoken over you. God's greater, and God can deliver you from that. But you're going to have a part to play of that deliverance. He has delivered you from it. We have just got to go and claim that promised land. There is a promised land that says, whatever these negative words have been said over you, don't exist on that land. They're gone. But we've got to go and possess that land. These enemies, these are the enemies that I am commanded to drive out. And many Christians use all their energy trying to attack the world system. We give ourselves to political and social causes in an attempt to bring the kingdom of God to earth. You know, if Jesus had desired that kind of war, he would have attacked the Romans. Others give their lives trying to defeat the Babylonian system of false religion. Again, if that had been the Lord's emphasis, he would have called a legion of angels to drive out the Pharisees and the Sadducees. The Lord's emphasis has always been to call people out of the world. He is calling us out. And then to help them or us drive the world out of, their own, out of our own heart and mind. How many of you have come under some type of worldview that is incorrect due to world programming? Now, does that go over your head? What I mean is you've bought into a lie. Um, man, I, I could stay there for a long time. What worldview have you bought into? Maybe even a worldview about God that's wrong. What I want to encourage you is to consider, you know what, maybe you have let a little bit of stuff in that needs to get out. We're not going to have a session where you come up and confess everything you've let in. No, this is between you and God. This is between you and the Lord. Would you go down this road with me with the intention of saying, okay, how many of you would like to know if you have enemies, if you have demonic enemies causing you problems? I want to know that. Okay, that's all I'm asking, is that you would be open to God identifying enemies on your property. That's the intent. Now, that's the start. The next part is getting them out. We're going to do that. It's going to be awesome. You're going to get free. I'm going to get free. The Lord's emphasis has always been to call people out of the world and then drive that world out of our heart and mind. Similarly, God calls people out of 
Babylon, which is a man-made religious system, religious tradition that is void of his presence, power, and living rule of God. And then works with them to drive out their own Babylonian traditions and ideas. Our enemy is within. The manifestation of the kingdom of God is an overthrow of the kingdom of darkness by the kingdom of light. And we, when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, he begins to overthrow the kingdom of Satan that dwelled in us all of our lives. It's an overthrowing of the wrong thinking with the right thinking. It's the removing of corruptible wrong seed of the enemy and planting of the incorruptible seed of God's word. Overthrowing wrong concepts, overthrowing wrong beliefs, fears, worries, anxieties, perversions, corruptions, defilement, and uncleanliness. Pulling down illegal thrones and setting up the throne of one who's right, who, who's, who has the right to rule. Do you know that we have, we have allowed Satan to set up thrones in our life that we bow down to, that we don't even realize that we do, but we come under that authority, and he, has, he doesn't have that authority. The only reason he has that authority is because we've given it to him. We've got to go take that authority away and step into kingdom authority. You will be amazed what we have. Let me just give you one. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just tease you with one of these enemies. Compromise. A spirit of compromise. I'm not going to go into it tonight, but just to kind of let you realize, have you bought into that, to that spirit? I have. I think we'd all say in some form or fashion, we all have. Compromise. Yeah, it's going to be, the Lord's going to step on some toes. But do you know what that means? That means we are, we are going to allow the Lord to correct us. I need correcting. I don't like to be corrected. In fact, I hate it. I don't hate it. I like the result of it, but I don't like the feeling of it. Do you all? I don't like it. But it says a fool. It calls, calls the, the word says that we're fools if we won't receive correction. An overthrowing of the wrong things. And this overthrow begins to take place at the beginning of Christ's entrance into our lives. Let me close with this scripture right here. Ezekiel chapter 21 verse 26 and 27. Thus says the Lord God. Remove the turban and take off the crown. Nothing shall remain the same. Exalt the humble and humble and humble the exalted. Overthrown, overthrown, I will make it overthrown. It shall be no longer until he who until he comes who is right, and I will give it to him. You know what I believe that's saying? That's saying without Christ we are going the wrong direction. And it is not going to go right. Until Christ comes in. But when Christ comes in, we have to allow the king to rule. We are going to learn to rule, to let the Lord rule. We have learned through the years that the Lord is not going to overthrow or overturn the world system out there. It is the world system in us that he wants to see overthrown. 
we cannot externalize this war. We have to internalize it. While the preaching of the gospel of the church is centered on good deeds, performing of good deeds, we take all of our enemies with us as we perform them. The preaching of the gospel of the kingdom will set us free from our enemies before we are sent to do anything. It'll set us free from our pride, our arrogance, our boastfulness, our love of money, and many other enemies that we'll discuss. The key to properly receiving this message is to keep your eyes on the kingdom of God that lies within you. You know, Jesus' followers kept waiting for Jesus to set up the kingdom. They they kept looking for when was the kingdom going to be set up? When is this going to happen? When is this going to happen? But the fact is, it happened. It happened when Christ comes into your heart. The kingdom of God is here. The kingdom of God is here. It's here because it's in me. The kingdom of God is here. It lies within me. We don't externalize this war and listen to this message to find out what is wrong with our president or what's wrong with the pastor. Don't rejoice to nail your spouse's problem. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal your enemies. And let's join with Christ, the God of your salvation, in delivering your own land from the giants that dwell there. Do you remember Elijah when he showed his servants, he asked the Lord to open his servants' eyes so that his servant could see the enemies? Can I pray? Let's just close and I'm just going to pray for you. Father, just as the prophet prayed, Lord, I just pray over this congregation that you would open our eyes to see our enemy. Lord, it is your desire that through your word that you would reveal mysteries, that you would reveal your heart, that you would reveal your desire, and Lord, that you would show us how to give us victory over these things that are trying to, literally trying to kill us, trying to separate us from you. But your word says that nothing can separate us. There is no enemy that's alive that is capable of separating us from you. Lord, today is the day that we're going to start taking that back. Lord, I just pray over this body right here, and I just pray that we would have victory over our enemies. And that, Lord, that those enemies would be identified, and that we would go to war to remove them. And that, Lord, that we would war them with your word, that we would war them with your spirit, that we would war them with you. Because when I step on the battlefield with you, I win. It's not a contest. It's not even a battle. It's a victory. As Elizabeth prayed, we just, we just plead the blood of Jesus over us. And Lord, I just pray for a repentive spirit over this church. A spirit of humbleness. And Lord, we just, come to the, we just come to the throne of mercy and grace in our time of need. I thank you, Lord. Just bless your holy name. Help me through this series. Help me to finish this time. Thank you, Lord, that the end of a thing is better than the beginning. 
Father, I pray for a safe trip home. Just pray over our uh, schools. I just pray over our college. Lord, I just pray over Jerry Boyd and our President Odom at Tennessee Tech. Lord, bless our schools. Bless our teachers. Bless all the workers, the bus drivers. Lord, just keep our kids safe. Lord, bless our churches in this community. Just pour out your spirit upon our chur- on the church, on the church of, of, uh, of the United States, of the church of Putnam County. Lord, we desire revival. Lord, I just ask that you just, just flood us with your presence. Thank you, Lord. Bless us. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Y'all have a great rest of the week. We'll see you Sunday to talk about how great God is. Amen.